G'day, I'm Andrew Griffiths, Australia's number one small business author, and I'm here to introduce you to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast by the one, the only, Amanda Fisher, the cash flow queen. In this weekly podcast, Amanda's going to be talking about all things business, with a particular focus on unscrambling the numbers and understanding the cash flow in your business. So if you're ready to create more profit, reduce your stress, sit back and relax as the Cash Flow Queen helps you to start seeing through the numbers. Hello. Today I want to talk about data and privacy because, yes, it's International Data Privacy Day on the 28th of January. Or maybe it's privacy. Privacy, privacy, that's the problem for me. I was brought up in England and Canada and I now live in Australia and the pronunciations are different depending which country you're in and I can't remember which is which anymore. So I'm going with privacy. Maybe it's privacy. I'll talk about privacy today. So data and privacy. What does that mean for you? We've heard, seen lots of problems with leaking of data from all sorts of major companies, major online sources. So it's about keeping your data protected. And how best can you do that? I don't think there's any absolute fail-safe way of keeping your data protected. I don't. If you keep a manual record, someone can break into your office and take it. If you keep it on your desktop or laptop or in your server, someone can hack in and take it. If you put your accounting records on a cloud accounting system, potentially it could be hacked. Maybe. I do think that most of the cloud accounting solutions have done an awful lot to maintain the protection of their data and I personally feel very comfortable with having my accounting records and those of my clients on zero. They've done the checks, they've got it backed up in multiple places. And I, I don't think we can do more than that. But I do think for your own personal identity, personal you know, your identity, you need to be careful about where where that information is that has all your personal st- vital statistics on it, you know, your, your full name, your date of birth, your place of birth, your, you know, your tax file numbers, your, um, those sorts of things. Where, you know, where are those held, your bank account details, all that kind of stuff. You need to be really careful about where those are and who has access. And part of that is just changing your passwords on a regular basis. I think that's, that's one of the keys to it in terms of people being able to, you know, work out how to log in as you and hack in that way. If it's a mass hack into some other system, there's not much you can do about it. But let's face it, I don't think we've seen the banks being hacked into, what I'm aware of. Uh, And what's the worst case that could happen from a financial perspective? I'm not talking about identity fraud. That's a whole different beast, but as I say, keep that information safe. But if we're talking about financial records, what's the worst thing that can happen about having your financial records, someone else having them? 
They know how much money you're making. They know how, how many sale, what your sales revenue is. They may be able to find out who your client base is. You know, they may be able to, you know, see how much profit you've made. But do you really have anything to hide in that? From your competitor, yes, you definitely don't want your competitor to find out. And I think that whilst we need to take all the steps necessary to maintain our data and protect it, there's no guarantees in life. There's no guarantees about anything in life. But be sensible, use a reputable accounting system, an online accounting system that's reputable, pay the fees for it so that you know that it's reputable, that it's not going to you know, potentially suffer from any easy breaches of security in, within the system. Any of the accounting systems that are having data feeds coming in from the banks are highly secure. And they are because the banks won't allow those data feeds to go in if they're not really, really secure. So they're the best security we can get. And I think that's the important part is bearing in mind it's the best we can get. Do the best always to maintain your data and your privacy. You can't do any better than that. And if that costs a little bit of money along the way, then that's the way it is. So, yes... Be aware of it. Be aware of who you're giving out your information to, who you're giving your credit card information to, how you're doing, where you're using your credit card. You know, if you're putting it in to buy things online, do they are they a secure sites? Have they got that SSL certificate to make sure that when you're putting your credit card in, it is safe? Personally, I don't save my credit card in any of the systems that I use all the time. I punch it in each time. Now, that may or may not be good, but I know that if some the, if the data is sucked out of the system, my credit card's not permanently saved there. Now, if someone's able to mimic my, my you know, hack into me as I'm doing it and mimic the, you know, the keyboard punching in numbers that I do, Probably not much I can do about that, but I don't save it. I know you can save them, you know, your your credit card into your phone and just use that as your credit card now. I haven't done that yet. My husband has. Maybe I'm a little old-fashioned on that one, but that one I haven't come. I haven't quite got myself into that one yet. Probably still very safe. You know, we use our fingerprint to access the phone or a password that hopefully no one can figure out. So, you know, maybe it's still pretty safe. But if you're someone who uses, loses your phone on a regular basis, if you're known to kind of leave it in a taxi or have it drop out of your handbag if you're a girl, um, maybe having your credit card embedded in your phone is not a smart thing. don't know. I think the main thing is just to think about it. Be aware of it. But don't, no need for sensational panic. Um, I, I just don't think that's necessary because most of the places, we all know we've got to take the security. We all know that if we're selling things online that we've got to have that SSL secure c- certificate in there. We've got to have 
a system that we're linking with that takes that information so we don't even see the credit card number. It's just processed in their system that are highly, highly protected with firewalls and whatever else they use these days to secure that. I don't think it's anything to panic about. But just be aware of it. And, you know, I've been using cloud accounting systems now for, what is it? probably seven, eight years and with hundreds of clients over the years that I've worked with and set up on it, never had a problem. I don't see that that's an issue in terms of your financial side of things. There may be other things. Just protect it. Do what you can to maintain your privacy and just be thoughtful about how you, how and who you give that information to and certainly, you know, the golden rule of never give personal information to someone on the phone who says they're ringing from some company that needs it find out the phone number and ring it back uh, to make sure that you are ringing the right place or take their number down and do some investigating and double check you know a lot of a lot of banks and financial institutions and things like that won't ask you for that information over the phone won't ask for it on emails beware the emails asking for information to confirm your stuff but that's more personal identity stuff, but it obviously impacts credit cards as well. Just be, just be aware of it. I think that's the important part for me and be thoughtful about where you're using things, where you're putting information, where you're saving your data, where is it? I think that's, that's the key. So be safe personally and be safe with your data. Thanks for tuning into the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast show with Amanda Fisher. Clearly, Amanda's mission is to help business owners just like you to read and understand your business numbers. As well as this fantastic weekly podcast, Amanda has published a pile of books, created online courses, and she runs one-to-one and group mentoring sessions and workshops. To find out more about how you can work with Amanda Fisher, go to www.amandafisher.com.au. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And Amanda would love it if you left a great review. So until next time, make those numbers count.